Hello and welcome to the Remote Health Rhythms Podcast. This is your host, Frank Thompson. On this podcast, we explore and get into the power of rhythm as a tool for change within the concepts of healthy relationships, community, and career. On this podcast, you'll discover experienced health rhythms facilitators. You'll hear their story via a long-form, free-flowing conversational interview. And as we get into the interview, we uncover and discover their relationships, and we learn how they've integrated health rhythms uniquely into their life's work, and how health rhythms has benefited them as a person in their community and in their world. So come on in and learn about the world of the health rhythms facilitator. Well, how did you get started with health rhythms? Were you a musician all of your life and decided wow, to go yeah, into drumming? The, or? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I did the traditional track as far as um, learning the flute. I was a flautist ever since fourth grade. Oh. I was in band and all that. And then I uh, went into college and I continued as a music major. I was tr- they tried to make me a voice major because they, they had a small voice program just starting. But then I went and I stayed with instrumental and got my... BA in that, and there was an education program, so I stayed and uh, did the education program. So yeah, I had that traditional background thing going, but I hadn't really opened up to, you know, my music mojo inside. <laughs> I, I think I was fairly good, but um, that was still there. Like I wanted to take jazz. I took jazz lessons, you know, when I uh, got out of college. I went to a jazz musician, and he said I didn't have it. He didn't think I had what it took. It's not awful. I think I think it was his job to help me find that mojo, but he was more about, you know, the notes you're playing and the keys you're changing to and the jamming and I understood that. So um then let's see, where'd I go from there? I guess I went into um teaching school. I was a band director, choir director for a little while, taught general music. It was only for about three or four years because the school system was in flux. And this is getting to be a long story. I guess I should get to the point. No, we like uh, long stories. So that tells me that you have a, you, you really are a deep, trained, and seasoned musician. I mean, if you're, you know, leading a, a school band, you know, at, at a school district, I mean, you're not, you're not untrained. You're significantly trained. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, you know, I forgot about it because as time went on, I became a stay-at-home mom. I had, you know, my son. Things happened, and I wasn't playing music. But when I got involved in behavioral health and teaching kids, actually, first I started teaching um, for a school district. They had a home program for kids that were at home for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And if you had a degree, and you'd have to be certified, but if you had a degree in education or whatever I taught before, then you were good to go. So most of the kids who I visited. A lot of them were out because they broke their leg or whatever. You know, they needed tutoring at home. But what I found was that most of them had a disability that hadn't yet been um, diagnosed or uh, was being ignored. Some, some had social anxiety. They were being asked to get up to the board and, you know, do things in front of kids. And it was, you know, breaking them down. They couldn't handle it. The, um, one boy had schizophrenia. Another boy um Another kid had um, autism. Finally, I did. I kind of learned by the seat of my pants in uh, developmental disabilities. Later, went on and got my master's in special ed, and I realized I'm using music with them. You know, I'm recording books on tape, music on tape for them to listen to, putting, inserting their names, singing songs they prefer, blah 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 blah, and they're really responding. So. I was, you know, frantically searching online, looking for different programs and things, and all of a sudden, health rhythms popped up. Wow. And I thought, hey, that's really, it really inspired me. You know what really inspired me was the video, the intro video 
Oh, really? The one that you're on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I saw Scott Thompson. He's in Arizona. I gotta call him. So of course I did, and uh, I didn't get. And you were so nice. I just wanted. I'm so grateful for your, you know, um, connection with me that I was able to call you, and you were open to that, and you were like, "Come on down and see what it's about." And I couldn't before I did the training, but afterwards I did, and it was so helpful. So. Oh, thank that's you very great. Much. You know, and that, thank you. You're so welcome. And that's part of the spirit of of these podcasts is is we're trying to create a, a a library of stories, Gail, where people can you know if they're just starting or if they come from a musical background or not. But let's hear individual journeys and how uh, health with them facilitators had developed their expertise. You know, their practice in using this craft because, oh, yeah, because we all come from different backgrounds, right? You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, so you and how how long has it been now with you and health? I guess I started. I guess I took my first training in 2010, mm-hmm. and then I went and took all the trainings. And um, you know, it's funny. Somebody asked at one of the first classes, uh, one mm-hmm. of the first um, trainings I went to. You know, what do we tell people when they say, "Oh, this is hippy dippy stuff"? <laughs> because I you know. get in touch with these inner things, which was new mm-hmm. to me too. I never had, you know. Uh, uh, breathing technique. I mean, I had musical breathing technique, but not about me, about self-care and about, right. you know, getting in touch with my inner self. And it was wonderful. And um, Christine had all the answers, of course, <laughs> that were really great. Um, but I kind of learned by fire when I came back because my dad had not yet been diagnosed with um, terminal cancer. And he lived in right in my neighborhood. He had moved here from Maryland. So within a year's time, I was caring for him. And you talk about self-care and being able to use the elements of health rhythms, you know, kind of through myself or discovering them. I was just learning. Um, but being a, being at that point where you're so in touch with you know, grief, emotion, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, your own health and the health of someone else. <laughs> you know, he wasn't one that would be open to me drumming with him because that's just how my dad was. Okay. But after Not that, a drummer guy. wow. Mm-hmm. Not a drummer guy, <laughs> but um, he did listen to classical music at the end, and that was wonderful, a wonderful experience uh, to see him enjoying that. But anyway, I'm just saying that was a personal experience for me, which I think may have trained me and gotten me in touch with, you know, the cycle of the steps of health rhythms and why why that works, why it's important, how you're leading people through through it all, and, uh, and that and was really instructive. That was revealing to you. See, I, and I think that's the majesty of these podcasts is hearing those personal stories, and, yeah. and especially for people who come from backgrounds that don't have a, you know, that don't have a background in music, and mm-hmm. they hear your story, Gary. You say, you know what? Yeah, I've got a musical background. I, I get exposed <laughs> to health rhythms, but you know, there's these things about, you know, is it the hippy dippy thing or what's going on? But I have a personal experience, and you feel its power and and impact, and then you're really even do. more inspired to take that to other places. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, probably everything I'm going to say is uh, comes directly from inspiration from that video I saw. I got to tell you that because, wow. like, even when you had said, I found it was a program. It's not just a pie in the sky thing. It's a program I could deliver. And I and every time I watch it, I go, dang, he's right. <laughs> it really has, you know. It really shows after the, you know, you can deliver it. Because people accept it and because they see the effects of it and they see what's going on and they discover things about themselves. Anyway, it's a program you can deliver and I always think about that. Oh, thank <laughs> you for sharing that. Hi everybody, Teresa Evans here from West Music and I have a deal for you today on the Remo Travel Percussion Pack. 
When you go to westmusic.com, you can type in the number 203-603, or you can use our search engine and type in the words Remo Travel Percussion Pack in the search engine. When it comes up, load that awesome package into your cart. In the cart, apply this promo code TRAVEL17. Again, TRAVEL17. That is T-R-A-V-E-L-1-7 in your cart, and that will give you a 5% discount on that package. And I love that package. I love that bag. I love that Bahia buffalo drum inside that pack. You will not be disappointed with that purchase. Again, westmusic.com, 5% discount, travel 17. have a, a population that you work with more than others? I mean, did you, and did, when you start, let me throw a few questions at you. Sure, sure. When you started, were you strategic, like, I'm going to go after this particular population, or did it, it kind of evolve with you? How did that happen? Are you focused in a particular place right now? Um, I don't have one location. I actually take my okay. drums everywhere with me. I'm mm-hmm. just starting. I was supposed mm-hmm. to have a studio at home, but that takes a lot of okay. organization. Just okay, you know what? Let me, frame, let me frame that question a little bit differently. I, I probably said location, but I meant population. Oh, okay. Yeah, you Do you have a particular population that you I started focus out on? with mm-hmm. those with developmental disabilities. So okay. I was doing a lot of programs for uh, groups that are already formed in Tucson, whether it's a Down syndrome group or an autism group or a mixed group. I do okay. day programs for people with developmental disabilities. My main population is um, memory care, actually, uh-huh. and assisted living. Um, even though uh, Paula Wright, who we know of here in Arizona, yes. she introduced yes. me to ARP, so I'm doing sessions at ARP. But then again, you're working with you know older adults, but they're independent uh, mm-hmm. people. Um, but I guess for the most part, I do a lot of assisted living and memory care. Mm. And when you started, did you have a bunch of instruments? Was that a journey for you to figure out which ones to use and which ones to get? How did you figure that that part of the matrix out? Well, I've always wanted to be a drummer. So (laughs) I fell in love with all the equipment and everything. And then when Mm -hmm. I was a band director, of course, well, we only use snare and bass and typical, you know, um, traditional music stuff. But I knew there were all the alternate percussion was out there. So I bought the the first kit. When I first did my training, I got the The health um, rhythms kit. Yeah, that was offered. And what was really nice is they offered that backpack with the... um, Oh. Buffalo drum and the shakers and all that. Right. And uh, so you could travel from place to place. And actually, maybe in a small group, you could just use that. But I use that with like 15 other things. And right. uh, it works great. And a lot of things are, you know, easily packable and stuff like that. So, yeah, I bought the original suite of drums that said health rhythms. And then um, at the training, they offered the backpack with the uh, drum, the frame drums and the mm-hmm. buffalo drum and shakers and things. And so I started like that. And then I just added as I went. Oh, if you had counsel for, do you, do you recall what were some of the tough things with getting started, or did you did you have issues with getting started? Were you able to just jump in, or any any fears, reservations, trepidations? Well, I think it's part of me. I'm, I'm kind of bold that way. I just do Are cold you? calls. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do cold calls, and I and then I talk to people, and I don't mind doing that. I know that's hard for some people. So these days with email, you can make an introduction. Hopefully, you'll read your email or send a brochure or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for a few years now in Tucson, and a lot of um, I'm just starting to get people calling me, so that's really fun. But yeah, I did a lot of cold calls, and I still do. I find there's a new facility opening up. They don't know about me. They don't know what's available, so I'll call. Mm-hmm. I might stop by with a card. Yeah, I do kind of the old-fashioned thing. Okay. Maybe I- 
Yeah, shoe shoe leather, shoe leather and yeah, and shoe leather <laughs> and phone yeah. calls. People also do Facebook. I mean, I'll I'll contact okay. people on Messenger on Facebook, and they'll answer back. Yeah, a lot of the world is living on Facebook this day these days, even for business, right? I mean, you can yeah, people are there. Do you do you remember some of uh, your first trainings and what they were like? Did you feel okay? Did you feel like, man, I got a lot of work oh. to do? What what went through your mind with some of those first sessions? Oh, that my first came back. Oh, my first sessions when I came back. I thought mm-hmm. you meant my first training sessions. Yeah. You mean after I came back? Yeah, no, after you came back from the training yeah. sessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of tried to stick to the protocol pretty okay. much as it was because that made me feel more secure. Yeah. Because I, I knew it was a cycle of steps. And I had done enough other groups and things to know that you can't stick with it. And I knew that we were, that part of what our job is or our, mm-hmm. I don't know, our motivation is to, um, really appeal to each person, not make it. So if someone's not appealing to the, or can't take part in like the shaker passage, you have to modify it. So all that stuff was kind of new. And I, you know, I enjoyed it, but sometimes it's difficult because if you're not prepared for it, let's say, um, maybe someone emotionally, uh, maybe someone, I had someone in a assisted living one time. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was having a good time, but she said, this is childish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being able to work with group dynamics, knowing how to turn that around into a positive, and it doesn't always work, knowing that it's not going to always work. Um, for instance, one place I went to, if you don't mind me telling mm-hmm. you the story, um, I don't want to tell negative stories, but, you know, you have to realize that when you go out there in the world and you're trying all these different clients, everybody's different. If you don't do your homework ahead of time, sometimes you don't know well, what the emphasis is. Gail, that's really important for this for these podcasts because, you know, my, my approach is I really want to give people, an, you know, some real down-to-earth, applied focus, here's what happens in the real world. And mm-hmm. so when I when I hear stories, they're stories, not, neither negative or positive, just stories. And just stories. if someone's listening to this, it can be an experienced facilitator or not, but here's a story from Gail that we all can learn from and support, and I think that's great. So please. Oh, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, I like that part of it, that so many people are supportive of each other mm-hmm. in this health rhythms world. And I've learned so much. People open up and tell you their secrets. You know, you think, and a lot of other jobs you're in, you know, they're tight chest. No, that's my information. You're not getting it because then you might get this. You might, you know, that's not how it is in health rhythms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So my story was just positive and a negative and it's what you might run into okay so i um called this one place it was um an assisted living and i explained what health rhythms was about hey would you be interested like to send you more information i did the follow-up with the email Mm -hmm. i sent her the video so she knew that it was it could be therapeutic recreational cdh group that we're working with all that stuff Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Um, the activities coordinator still felt it was an exercise program because it said health and rhythms. I didn't know she had that in her head. Wow. <laughs> so I went in to do a free intro. It was a huge group. They were loving it, but she wasn't there. So her aide was there. Her aide loved it. We were really getting moving from step to step. Mm-hmm. And when she showed up, um, she sat in and she started making it an exercise program. <laughs> So she was saying, now kick your legs out one at a time. And I'm going, well, but yeah, we're going to get to that. We haven't got to the point where people should tap their feet and feel free to dance, do, you know, feel free yeah. to do all that. Wait, this is our first session, our first intro session. So um, that's all right. I didn't, you know, we have to have good business uh, practices, and I'm not going to frown at her or anything. It's her, it's her program, and I'm coming into her program. So anyway. Um, you know what? You say those words really quickly, but it's so important. We have to have good business practices you know and sometimes 
people don't understand the magnitude of that, of making sure that we understand the needs of the client, what might be going through their head so yeah. that we can, you know, take and meet their needs. Because if we don't meet their needs or at least connect with them, they're mm-hmm. not going to hire us back. So right. we need to understand their frame of reference and then we can kind of work with it is kind of what I'm thinking. I agree with that so much. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about, you know, I made my mistakes at first, like just going in and doing the intro yeah. without, without knowing as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're instructed to do that, you know, you forget some things along the way. So I've really learned that, for instance, I have a meeting tomorrow with a new client who called me. Now, they are a rehab facility, so I don't know what that's going to entail and what kind of goals they're looking for. So I'll go in tomorrow and I'll talk with her about, you know, how do you how do you think of it going and what kinds of things are your folks working on and how long are they here if it's rehab? Are yeah. they here? You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular story, <laughs> it didn't. It had a good and bad. For instance, she said, well, I thought it was an exercise program, so I don't think we're going to be using you right now. I'll give you a call. So mm-hmm. I was a little, I was a little, oh, that's too bad. But yeah. then she doesn't know that I had about like an 80-year-old guy come up to me, man, gentleman, come up to me and say, you know, this was great. Um, when I was in school, I couldn't be in the school band because I couldn't keep a beat. This is the first time in my life that I've ever been able to keep a steady beat. And he was so proud of it. Uh-huh. And he had the drum in his hand. And I was like, that's what I came for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have come back here, but that's what I came for. And those, those affirmations are important, you know, because those are the little, you know, just like um, mile markers on the freeway. Those are the yeah. little emotional mile markers that people give us as facilitators that are that say, you know what, you're making a difference in my life. And for me, those are the things that keep me inspired to go on, you know, um, oh, me because too. We're, we're changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I know we have to make money. I know we have to make a living and pay our bills. Mm-hmm. But in the same respect, there's many opportunities. And there's a lot of things that will come from that. People will remember you and suggest you to somebody else, especially you smaller place like Tucson, you know, it's a little harder when you're in great big cities, but Mm -hmm. like Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, but that referral thing, I mean, I I suggest to people pretty strongly that, you know, we're in the relationship business, you know, with Mm -hmm. our clients and that we have to be very, very strong as, as facilitators and practitioners that if we do a good job, do a good service for people, don't be afraid to ask for a referral because we're kind of in that business. No, that's a great idea. Are you struggling with stress? The Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine indicates that healthcare expenditures are nearly 50% greater for workers who report high levels of stress. But did you know that there's something super fun that you can do to manage stress? Health Rhythms is an evidence-based program that uses the drum as a tool for communication and personal expression. Research shows that it strengthens the immune system, reduces stress and burnout rates, and improves mood states. And it even improves creativity and bonding. If this sounds like something that you would enjoy, and it doesn't require any prior musical experience, visit remo.com forward slash health and find the next Health Rhythms training near you. other things have led to you being successful and making health rhythms your path? Um, I think what the most the most important things to me that have made me successful mm-hmm. may not have even been related to uh, you know being a musician or you know learning okay. the equipment, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, the two most things I, the two most important things to me I would say are observation 
and Ooh, what, do we, what do we mean by observation? Um, being able to observe in a very um, kind of removed way, you know, in okay. a way that's going to help you be functional, in a functional way, that uh-huh. where you're looking for things that are going to help you uh, either facilitate the group or with one person. And I think that comes with time, but I think maybe even health systems might want to offer something that's more about, um, you know, observing different groups, trying to pinpoint things that happen, group dynamics, stuff like that. And listening. Listening's always been really important. Mm. I mean, maybe that did come from being in music. I don't know, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all listen to music, so we enjoy it. But I mean, listening to people and listening to what's happening. Uh, So you're saying observation and listening, two of the key components for you that have led to your success. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh A lot of people think I'm kind of passive in my facilitation, Mm -hmm. but I get really good results with that, Uh, letting other people do it and and inviting other people to come into the circle and be leaders, especially with kids. You know, they love that. Yeah. And, And older people, too. Everybody likes to be a part of it, and if they feel that you're doing too much, um, sometimes that works, too. That works too. Everybody has their own style, but for me, yeah. observing and listening really helps me to figure it out. That sounds familiar to me because, I mean, and the language I use, Gail, is that, and yeah. I think I got it from Arthur, um, you know, the ability to, you know, interpret and intuit the group. Interpret you know, and intuit, yep. Yeah, eyes open, you know, heart open, ears open, and then being able to react, you know, and in that classic word, you know, to facilitate, to make it easy for others, which is really the heart and soul of health rhythms and and if you know if making it easy for others is letting them have an opportunity to lead you know or to mm-hmm. have a significant moment and we don't know when that is that right that's why we're intuiting and interpreting all the time i yeah, think that's the majesty know. you know and I, th- I think that's the art of our of our craft if you will that's yeah. i agree yeah i love that that's my favorite part <laughs> those are my favorite parts yeah. <laughs> along with everything yeah. else but what do you see going on in the future for you with health rhythms? More of the same? Or actually, no, let me do that a little bit differently. How do you see yourself differently now than when you started seven years ago? Because what, what I hear you saying is, you know what? Seven years ago, 2010, right? Mm-hmm. I went to a training. I have a steep musical background. I get introduced to this new form. I see a video. I'm motivated by it. And my life has changed. And I begin to migrate and develop that that practitioner or career path. I have a personal experience through my with one of my parents through my father, and that affirms internally with you and practically that this is something that has import merit and something that needs to be done. And you begin to bring your personal experiences and training to a marketplace. You're calling people, you're introducing people yourself to people, and developing a business. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how you started, and you, and you bought a kit. You invested in yourself and said, let me, let me do this. Right. Now, from that starting point, how, what are some of the biggest changes in you to where you are today, some of your self-learnings or insights? Oh, well, <clears throat> I guess um, I'm definitely more confident mm. and definitely more sure of my own skills and my own purposes who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, it was an exploration for me. And I guess it's, it's always going to be, but now yeah. I feel more confident about it, and that's wonderful. Um, I think that's so important, Gail. When, when mm-hmm. someone, if someone's listening to this podcast, the, the reason why I'm drilling down on this is here is a music teacher, someone classically trained in music, and you're using music as a tool, but you're saying, I needed to build my confidence. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I want people to, to know that um, 
confidence comes from doing the craft, you know, regardless yeah. of your musical background. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know one thing that's really changed for me. Yeah. I have no problem talking in public. I Ooh. used to really dread it. And even when I performed, like I was doing a flute master class at the University of uh, Maryland when I was in a master's program there. Okay. And I, I didn't get my master's, but anyway, we had to get up and play these performances uh-huh. once a week and I would run from school. So anyway, um, I used to shake inside. People couldn't see it, but inside I was like, wah, 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 wah. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, okay. they would tell me, oh, you're so confident, but yeah, I was always fighting with it. But now I don't, I'm not fighting with it anymore. It's wonderful because I've had so much practice with so many people to be able mm-hmm. to go to them and know I'm bringing something to them, know I'm happy about it, knowing they're, they're going to be smiling at the end. You know, like you said, the program you could deliver. And uh, I, I don't have really, I don't have anxiety anymore about talking in front of people. I mean, I want to be prepared and I don't mm-hmm. just go in cold and, you know, ham it up. But I, <laughs> but I do don't feel, I feel much more confident about it when someone says, will you come speak to our group or will you come to our conference and present? It's just, you know, it's, it's not as scary. Okay. So you, you've just developed that comfort level and experience level where, hey, it's part of what I do. I don't have to be frightened. Yeah. I'm, I'm good at what I do and I know the subject, so let me talk about it. Yeah, it was like speed Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But what are you looking forward to most going forward? Oh, um, I think just doing more. I have other things that I do on the side that, that combine with health rhythms pretty uh-huh. well. Um, right now I'm looking, I do um, integrated listening systems. And that's all about, you know, the vagal nerve uh, that runs from your auditory system all through your mm-hmm. body, the ma- major systems in your body. And it's affected by music. Matter of fact, integrated listening systems is um, filtered music that's engineered to pretty much send specific um, signals to the brain and to the body that help either calm or become more focused and attentive. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, um, what I'm doing with health rhythms seems to really connect with that in a way because, I mean, people are listening, using acoustic qualities, using uh, vibrations from the drum, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so I'm looking forward to exploring that because I found out, I I work with Parkinson's groups. I started working with support groups. And I found that um, there's a lot going on there with them, too. So kind of just learning more about that and helping in a different way and, you know, becoming more knowledgeable. Um, in that oh, that's field. wonderful. So you, you've got a, another life's work around integrative of listening systems. It blends with health rhythms. And you kind of use those mutually, you know, as, you, as you're growing your practice. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's fun, exciting, and it keeps me going, keeps my brain active, which is really important I for know. me. I know. Well, and is is there something you would say if there's a new facilitator that was listening to this call and they're thinking about, man, I don't know, I want to do it, um, what would you tell them? Wow, um, I would I would tell them to trust what they have and who they are, and if it's something they're thinking about, you know, that doesn't hurt to try, and you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put out that first step to make it work. It was hard for me, too, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, to um, seek the advice. This is a good one. Seek the advice of those around you. For instance, mm. 
the people in that video, the people you trained with, they're, they seem more than willing to talk with you personally. I remember calling um, Alyssa mm-hmm. on the phone and talking to her when I was walking my dog at the bar, dog park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was very open to discussing things with me, helping me, um, you know, overcome some things or maybe uh, move on to the next step. It was a few minutes, but it was very helpful and it was a real confidence booster. And uh, I find that, and if they can't talk with you right away, of course, you can make an appointment with them to talk. And mm-hmm. Everybody's open, too. So I would seek out the people who have already done that and talk with them. Um, it'll really help you out a lot, and you'll see a lot of things that seemed hard are now easy. Uh-huh. Oh, that way. Oh, okay, I was thinking of it this way. You know, just you get to analyze them a little bit. Yeah, and to be able to bounce it off of seasoned people. And as you were saying earlier, the, community, the health rhythms community really is an open-sharing community. I mean, we... Because it's art. It's like, well, here's my palette. Here's my colors. Here's my technique. What are yours, right? And yeah, exactly. people share. Mm-hmm. People don't mind sharing it. I mean, I even got a chant from someone that I met on the mentorship group, and I use it all the time in my circles now, and it really comes to the end, and it really gets right. It really zeroes in right on right to the point of, you know, my body, what I can do with my body and my heartbeat and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, the mentorship program is really great because, um, you know, it's very cost-effective. You're Mm -hmm. working with professionals like you or Christine Mm -hmm. or the other people Mm -hmm. that do the mentorship programs. And I'm really glad I did it. It was a whole year of networking. And I, because I was, I must say, I was a little lost, not lost, but I really wanted that networking. I didn't want to feel alone. And since I'm the only one of the few people in Tucson that I know of that practice Mm -hmm. health rhythms, it was great. Every every month you meet, you even get to see people and talk with them online, you know, on Zoom, et cetera. So So, it was was really helpful. That goes to, thank you, that goes to your comments about reaching out. And, you know, you got to put something out there, right? Reach out to people, talk to them, connect, and make associations. You'll find that the health rhythms community will will call you back and and support you back. Mm, Yeah. Good. You're, so, did you do you have anything that you would offer in terms of instruments? I know that you uh, went out and invested in the, in the Health Rhythms Kit. That must have been from West Music. Was there a great discount on that and everything? Yeah, exactly. Me, when you're doing a small group, you mentioned the backpack, right? Is that still your mm-hmm. favorite thing to take? The buffalo. What are some of your favorite instruments? Oh, the buffalo drums. I mm-hmm. love the. Um, n- um, is it the nuts allowed? Yeah, the NSL. Mm-hmm. Sound comfort technology or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think yeah it's it called. is now. Comfort, mm-hmm. sound, comfort sound yep. technology. There you go. I got the big 22-inch buffalo drum. That is a winner. I mean, mm. it's so beautiful. It's such a low-resonating, inviting drum. Everybody wants to hear it and play it, and I usually bring that out first, especially in a new group, and everybody's like, wow. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and that's sort of like an invitation to, oh, I like that, and I even let, especially like at memory care, or even just assistant living is going to let me, I usually take it around and let people hit it a few times. You mm-hmm. might have not time for everybody to do it, but I really like it because um, people respond to it right away. <clears throat> and since you're going to be starting off, uh, usually, with that calm um that calm mode where you're taking deep breaths, et cetera. Yeah. That, yeah. Generating I mean, that pulse the, space. Yeah. Generating the pulse space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That works so good. And I would say I'm in love with that drum because kids love it. Everybody seems to love it. Unless, except for the person that's sitting next to the other person playing it who might be playing it too loud. <laughs> but, you know, you can figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you can work that out. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you observe. And if they're frowning and they're going, ah, right. then you know. Right. Right. <laughs> 
Gail, I thank you so much for um, mm-hmm. sharing some insights. Anything else you want to add? Again, this is just a discovery of you and I and talking about health rhythms. It's joy, some insights, and sure. you know, anything else you might want to share with somebody or interesting. Oh, there's so many things. Like, I could okay. talk to you all day about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when yeah. I talk about autism, I get on my soapbox and I have to say, oh, maybe that's We love soapboxes on these calls. <laughs> okay. Them. Yeah, we love them. Mm. Well, maybe on the next call. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. just really glad. I, I'm glad I took the leap and the step, and I'm glad that it was also personal to me, that I could evolve as a person, and I still am, and I'm learning more. And, yeah, there's some things that maybe I will just, I discard that someone else likes, but... It's a journey, and I like that so much. It's been really helpful to my life. So, And I know that anybody else that uh, gets into it will say the same thing because I really do think it's open to so many different um, styles and personalities, and you can bring joy to people with it, which is wonderful. Thanks, Frank, for having me and for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I thought I was going to be, like, super nervous, but you really set me at ease, and I, I'm really happy to talk about it. You are so welcome. Thank you for sharing your success, your story. And we are just thrilled to be able to bring these available to a mm-hmm. podcast because, you know, in, in working and talking with Alyssa to make this happen, it was how do we let's get some stories, you know, some mm-hmm. practical, real life stories, because everyone's inspired in health rhythms. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the inspiration. Let's hear some of the practical things and the individual journeys. And I think it just puts so much more context and nuance um, it sure it, does, yeah. yeah. I'm really glad you have it because maybe when I first started, that wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I had to search into it. But as things grew, there's more and more of the networking opportunities and learning opportunities. And I really like this. This is great. That is great. Gail, mm-hmm. you take care. Keep okay, things rolling in Tucson. I'll have to drive down that road and meet you somewhere, maybe in Casa Grande and do something, huh? Oh, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you right. so much. Thank you. You have a great day. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.